0: Movers and shakers, and welcome back to Check Your Pulse. My name is Anissa, and I'm checking in to see if you're alive because I'm alive, and well, we're all alive together. And someone else who is alive with me is one of my very good friends. Hi. Now, I actually don't know how to pronounce your last name correctly. Pantano. Pantano. Hi, Pantano. Yes? Yes, that's correct. (laughs) Wonderful. Um, And how I know, Kai, is that we actually studied screen acting at NIDA together. Um, So that's how we sort of started to become friends. Now I've got an interesting question to ask you. What did you think of me when you first met me and was introduced to me at NIDA?
1: Um, I guess like you were a very different person back then. But I was kind of, like, I think we kind of got along, like, bonded and stuff.
0: <laughs> bonded and stuff. Yeah. Because that was, what was it, like... Six,
1: seven, seven, eight years <laughs> seven ago.
0: Seven yeah? years ago. Holy majibus. That is a long time. That is like a seven-year-old child right there. Yeah, Not pretty... Not between me and you. I'm no, just saying, no. like, in, in <laughs> duration no, <sure>. of... T- <laughs> In duration of time, <laughs> it
1: is. It is a very long time. I, I was thinking about it the other day. It seems like a, another lifetime that we were there.
0: Yeah. So what have? Okay. So what have you been doing since we've done NIDA? Like, have you been following through? I mean, I know the answer to this question, but our lovely listeners don't. So what have you been doing since NIDA?
1: Um, I mean, after NIDA, I stuck around in Sydney for a bit, and there wasn't a huge amount of acting work going on there. Um, so I ended up coming back to Queensland and studying acting further at the New York Film Academy uh, in Australia and in Los Angeles. And it was sort of after that when I really had decided to take it a bit more seriously that I started getting work. So 90% of the work that I've done has been here
0: in Queensland. Wow. So... What do you mean by take it more seriously? Is that, like, your own personal development or pushing hard for projects or...?
1: I think, like, as an actor, um, for me anyway, I went through a period in, in Sydney where I was, like, questioning whether this was the right path for me to go down. Yeah. Um, and sort of, you know, trying to explore other avenues. But I was always drawn back to acting and then... Um, I got a bit sick of living in Sydney and I was like, I need to make a change. So I decided to go back and study further and and uh, it was absolutely the right choice for me.
0: It's funny how even though we, after neither we kind of had our own separate paths at that point, we both <laughs> actually went through something very similar. I found Sydney very challenging um, once we sort of finished study and I, I found it too, it's a very... In my opinion, at that time, it was very clicky. It was kind of like who you knew to try and get onto projects and I was lucky enough to know someone to get onto a project but then after that, it just seemed so difficult. Did you find, like, the acting or I guess that whole film and television world in general very difficult to, to get into?
1: Um, I think... I mean, I have a lot of love for cities of city and it's a place. I really enjoyed living there but in terms of making friends and, like you said networking and, and connecting with other industry professionals, it, it is a little bit, or it was at least when I was there, a little bit um, difficult to get your foot in the door. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a different vibe up here than there is down there, but I still think it's a great city.
0: So what's the difference in vibe?
1: I think, like, here, people or from my experience a lot of crew travel around a lot and but they you know they have that kind of queensland more relaxed kind of attitude not so go go kind of you know almost slightly colder attitude that people have in sydney
0: do you think that might be because i mean we've discussed it before in the past that there isn't a lot in terms of projects going on in terms of frequency up here. Um, When they do happen, though, everyone seems to jump on board and it it seems to be a pretty big buzz, um, you know, talk within the industry amongst us, you know, actors and and workers in the film and television industry. Um, Do you think that's why it is? You've got that kind of space to breathe between projects or is it more so that it's just more the attitude of Queenslanders in general?
1: I think it's a bit of both. I mean, if you have you know not as much regular work in the industry that you want to work in when there is work you're just going to jump on it and mm. be so excited to to be involved mm. um but i think it's just you know a more relaxed lifestyle up here it's not so competitive in terms of um you know maybe trying to screw over people to, to get, get what you work, want yeah. to get the work yeah. um but I think, you know, you're always going to have competition in life. There's no getting away from that. But for me personally, Sydney just wasn't the right place to be at that time.
0: Mm. All right. Well, now that we'd like jumped jump straight into the fact that you are an actor and you're pursuing that, let's talk about why you wanted to do that. Why did you want to jump into a career path that is just so, as everyone likes to remind me, very unstable and unpredictable?
1: Yeah, I mean, you hear that a lot from uh, when people find out you're an actor. One of the first things they say is, oh, why did you choose that? Or, yeah, that must be hard. And you're like, oh, thanks. I have heard (laughs) that a hundred times before. (laughs) But um, I kind of fell into acting. Like, as a kid, I loved movies. Like, I watched movies all the time. Like, we would go to a local video store and get out movies and I'd be like in the car on the way home I'd be like to mum I have to watch one at lunchtime I can't wait till till dinner like I have to watch one and she'd be like okay well as long as you go outside later on um so I always had that kind of interest in them and then when I finished school I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I'm sure you know a lot of people know when you graduate there's sort of a little bit of pressure from parents and and other people to to go you know well what's your next step like what mm-hmm. are you going to do mm-hmm. um and I didn't know so I took six months off and in that time I sort of went well I like movies and I like watching the sort of behind the scenes stuff because that was around about the time when behind the scenes documentaries were big in like DVDs um, so I was watching a lot of those and I thought well I'll just get into filmmaking and I did a year of filmmaking in Brisbane uh, at Quantum um, which is uh, SAE now mm-hmm. I think Yeah. Um, studying digital filmmaking and then after that I sort of gained the self confidence to say actually what I really want to do is be an actor
0: Yeah.
1: and then from there My mum was like, well, I don't really know how to handle this. Um, So we'll have to find you an acting class. And I went and did a small, like, I think it was like six-week, once-a-week kind of class on the Sunshine Coast. And uh, at the end of the class uh, or the course, the teacher said to me, I think if you wanted to, you could make a career out of acting. And that, for me, was a massive confidence boost to do wow.
0: that. Wow, yeah. That's so incredible.
1: So pretty much from that point on, I was like, I have been given the go-ahead to yeah. pursue something that I kind of always wanted to pursue in the back of my mind.
0: Mm-hmm. How did your mum kind of take... I mean, there's one thing to do, you know, casual acting classes. It's kind of like, oh, you know, I'll give my kid casual ballet lessons, but they don't expect them to become a prima ballerina. How did your mum take it when you went, actually, like, this is the path I really want to focus on?
1: I think everyone was a little bit surprised, to be honest, because I was a really shy kid. Really shy. Like, not, you know, very outgoing. And and um, for me to turn around and go, hey, guys, I want to be an actor. They were like, well, hang on a second. That doesn't <laughs> add you up. You talk! <laughs> <laughs> so... I think that was a surprise, and then it was a surprise for her because she didn't really know like what the next move would be, but I've been very fortunate to have you know, hugely supportive parents in terms of believing that um, they should get behind whatever me or my sister have pursued in life, so I feel very lucky to, to have them on board.
0: That I mean, that's a luxury that not a lot of us out there have. So it's really, um, it's really lovely to hear. I know my parents have done. Not that they were never supportive; they were always supportive. But they've done a real 180 in the last couple of years and gone. Actually, you know, she's good at this. She should pursue it, um, which is just an immense. If you're a creative person out there, you just understand that that support just means so much to you. Talking about, I guess, what was the experience like? going into your first kind of real or big gig and and what was that gig and how did it make you feel? Were you feeling like in control or were you completely out of your depth?
1: The very first film that I worked on uh, actually happened many years before I ever went to NIDA um, and that was Avatar. Um, I was in New Zealand on a holiday. I'd been living there for like 10 months with my best mate, Lachlan, and I found out that uh, Avatar was being filmed and me and another mate went down to where they picked up the extras every day and we just sort of waited there and the, the bus showed up and the guy was like, are you guys extras on the film? And we were like, well, no, but we'd like to be, we're both actors and we'd happily work for free. And they signed us on for two weeks of paid wow. work. So. That was pretty exciting for me because I'd you know, obviously seen some of James Cameron's films in the past and um, I loved you know, Lord of the Rings and it was the same studios um, in Miramar where that was shot. So it was pretty exciting but I was super not prepared for what it would be like to be on a film set. I, I really didn't know what the the correct way to do things were and I got in a lot of trouble from my agent at the time because obviously that's not how you get work but yeah that was the first experience for me
0: wow so what was taking away from that experience what was like the biggest learning curve did you kind of go oh I need to learn more in this area or um, just general things like general etiquette on set or anything like that that you kind of took away from that Experience or was it lighting the fire under under your butt cheek, so to speak, to, to keep you going?
1: I mean, it was a hugely inspirational experience for me to be involved in a film of that calibre at such a you know early stage in my career. Um, definitely realised that I had a lot more to learn about set etiquette, but you know that's stuff that you learn by working more in the industry and. It just sort of reaffirmed in my mind that this was the industry that I wanted to be involved in and that I wanted to study further and learn more about it um, so that I could take it seriously as a career. Mm -hmm.
0: There I've heard this story before, and there is something that you bring up on occasion when, particularly when people around you, you're doing extras work. Um, There's a story about James Cameron sitting you all down, and I think that's a really, like, momentous moment in your life and something that's a lesson that you shared with others, and I think it's just a brilliant piece of statement, really. If you could share that with my listeners.
1: I I think, like... This moment was definitely a really defining moment for me as an actor because anyone who's worked as an extra on a set on a, of a big film knows that you sometimes kind of get pushed to the side a bit. People don't really take you that seriously unless you've been working in the industry for a while and people know who you are because um, anyone can be an extra really. It's not, it doesn't require, you know, a huge amount of qualifications, but we were in this big crowd scene where the general paces up and down and tells people what to expect on Pandora, the planet in Avatar. And James Cameron comes in and um, sort of explains the backstory of you know, where we've come from as characters, where we're going, what we should be feeling in the moment and that sort of thing. And then at the end of this five-minute talk, he looked around the room and he said remember there are no extras here, just a room full of actors. And as, you know, a young actor starting out, to to feel that you were being taken seriously as a performer was a huge confidence boost and it's something that I've taken into every uh, role, especially if you're working as an extra, to take it seriously as a role and take it, you know, do more than just... Standing there, catching the light in the background, like be that person, become that person, and and treat it, you know, no differently than you would if you had a speaking role in the film.
0: Mm. So, is there something that you would tell your young version of yourself that said, you know, I want to get into acting? Now that you've had this experience of working on like Avatar or in a couple of other um, bigger, uh, you know, movies. Is there something that you'd sort of give to that younger version of yourself or someone listening who's thinking, you know what, I would really love to do acting, but it seems like such a big leap and such a big dream? I
1: would say take the leap. If you honestly believe that this is what you want to do, and this this applies to anything in life, if you really believe that that's the path that you want to go down, then commit yourself 100% to that goal. Um, And don't worry about it. Don't worry that you're not going to be good enough or you're not going to be talented enough or, you know, handsome enough or whatever the case may be. Just go for it and uh, it'll all sort of work itself out because a lot of the work and opportunities that I've had have just come to me without me working for them, chasing after them. You know, obviously there's some there's certain roles where you really go. I really want to work on this film, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go after it. But a lot of the work that I've done has just come to me through people that I know and and other work opportunities.
0: Because it's such a close knit community, the industry really is very small. So people do know of each other, and when you do a good job and you work well with people, they want you on the next project.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, you really just have to show up. In, in, if, If you were to want to be successful in the film industry or as an actor, just show up and do a good job and be nice to people. And people will remember you as someone who took it seriously and wasn't, you know, dicking around on set, wasting time. And they would much rather work with you in the future than than find someone else which they're kind of rolling the dice with in terms of personality and, and work ethic.
0: People always remember how you make them feel, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, people people will always appreciate someone who's, who's there to, you know, get as much out of that experience as they can.
0: When you're talking about acting as a career, and I know I myself have been thinking about this a lot, and I've got my own projects in the work, because I believe that you constantly need to be working on your skill and your craft and your art. How do you do that? as an actor, because a lot of people's interpretations of this is that you rock up, you learn some lines, and you say some lines. But it's so much more than that. What is your experience, I guess, of developing your skills and, and now taking it into the new stages of your career?
1: I think as an actor or, you know, anything that you do, you really need to, to accept that you will never be perfect at that, that goal. Yeah. So there's no end point in terms of, um, and this is maybe a little bit more specific to acting, but there's no end point in terms of reaching a certain level and going, sweet, I've ticked that box, mm. now I can just sit back and wait for the work to come to me. You know, acting is a skill that people can learn and, and some people will naturally be better than, it, than others, but you have to keep working on it and you have to keep, Pushing to to be better, but just keep in the back of your mind that you will never get to a point where you can just sign off and and paint by numbers. It's always going to be it's always going to be something you have to have to work at.
0: Mm. How do you how do you deal with um, what people call the actor's ego? Because I have experienced it on set with other people, um, and I myself have been very self-aware. Not to bring that uh, I guess the other essence of yourself to too much life Um, but it needs to be there in order for you to be confident so how do you balance out this kind of I guess arrogance in a way with confidence
1: the funny thing is, is is with acting and I'm sure you know with any other career the higher up you get people will start to treat you differently they start to you know fetch a water for you or fetch a coffee or you know
0: can I just say I have noticed that with you because I went in for a casting for for a film and these other girls were with me and your photo was on the wall because you were already on set in the in one of the extras cast whatever it was and the girls were just like oh Kai's like in everything I was like oh yeah I know Kai and they're like you know Kai how do you know Kai? I'm like, oh, we studied together. You studied? Where did you study together? NIDA. He went to NIDA? I was like, oh, God, should I be fangirling right now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, it, you know, it's nice to hear that people people remember me, but, you know, I think it's just people start to treat you a little bit differently the, the, the higher up you get mm. career-wise. And you have to remember that that those experiences that you have where people start to kind of change is it comes with the position but it's not about you yeah it's not about you as a person and there's a certain type of person that gets into acting for maybe the wrong reasons uh you know wanting to be famous or wanting to be in the spotlight and, and kind of live that celebrity lifestyle um and that's, you know, that's something that comes along with the job of being a successful actor. There's there's no getting around it. You will experience, um, you know, those things in your career, but you have to stay grounded and remember that it's not about you. It's what? just the position that you're in.
0: I suppose you can kind of experience that in any career. You know, if you start at the bottom, then you move to, like, assistant manager or manager stakes or going higher up the ladder, people are generally going to treat you a little bit, different than they would when you were down with the extras or the plebs.
1: yeah for sure I'm sure it's you know exactly the same if you're a lawyer or if you're a doctor or you know whatever career that you you know reach a high level of professionalism in people will start to treat you differently but you have to just stay grounded and and focus on doing a good job and for me acting has always been about doing great work and not not sort of buying into that side of it that's that you know a lot of actors that i've spoken to who are much more successful than i am have said that all that promotional work and and uh you know traveling around and and photos and that sort of stuff that for them is the real work which which feels like a job and then acting and, and making a film on set just doesn't feel like work for them
0: How do you, or what would be some advice you would give to someone who wants to say, um, you know, work their way up in the ladder, so to speak? Um, Is there a kind of an etiquette or something that they should be committing themselves to? Is there some kind of rules that you would suggest or just suggestions?
1: I think it really all comes back to just doing a good job and being a nice person and, and Showing up on time is a big thing in the film industry. If you show up late, like, just one time, that can write you off as the person that shows up late. So show up early. Um, But, yeah, I think it's just working hard and people will start to remember you for all the good things that you've done. And they'll go, you know what, I really want to work with Kai. I really want to work with Anissa more because... They never let me down, Mm. so I want to help them.
0: Mm. What do you do... This is like a very fast-paced industry when you are in it, and um, you do find it can become overwhelming. I know when we worked on a film together, it was very long days. We were getting up at ridiculous hours in the morning, and then we were on set till, you know, early evening, 6pm-ish, and then having to drive back home and then doing it all again. It does take you out of your routine of life, What do you do to wind yourself down or or prepare yourself to go into that kind of really hard work days or long work days?
1: I mean, I've always been a very physical person. I like training. I like um, rock climbing and and climbing, you know, in the gym. Um, For me to get some kind of physical activity in even if it's, you know, a hugely long day and I don't feel like going, I know that I will feel better if I train. Mm.
0: They kind of drilled that into us, actually, at night, talking about being physically active and being very in tune with your body and, and, and mind to help you, um, I guess, analyse and create these characters from a personal connection rather than just a static reaction of what was written on the page. You have gone into rock climbing... But to an extreme level now. So, well, I call it extreme. Like, my idea of rock climbing is like, you know, an hour hike and I've climbed some rocks, you know. Yeah. I've climbed I have over a st- rock Yeah, today. I have touched a rock today. I've <laughs> stepped over one. But you're, I'm talking, when it comes to you, it's like cliff faces and hanging off things, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm certainly not as extreme as, you know, people that, that take it professionally as a career, but I just love, that adventure side of climbing and I think it's important in life to take risks and not you know not play it too safe and climbing you know there's a lot of risks so it's a it's a really fun sport and it's a really great way to push yourself mentally as well as physically because there's a huge mental game with climbing where you can really psych yourself out and I find that that helps a lot in terms of translating to a career as an actor because there's a huge mental side to acting as well
0: well such it's such a big challenge I think a lot of people stop themselves I know myself I've kind of stopped myself by getting so far and going oh I, I I don't know if I can jump off this ledge I you know the other side's not too far but what if I fall what if I trip you know metaphorically speaking obviously um That I've I've stopped myself from taking that commitment um, to my career 100% which I've now got over but it stops people from following their dreams like do you think maybe finding other challenges in life to overcome can somehow be like a really nice coherent existence to maybe what you want to go for what you're passionate about
1: I think there's definitely a connection there I mean i found personally that in life, the things that you're most afraid of doing are the things that you should do. Um, Obviously, you know, if it's something that's life-threatening, maybe (laughs) maybe look into it. Maybe
0: reassess that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. do a
1: little bit of planning. Um, Don't get too rash with it. But, you know, if you're afraid of a certain climb or if you're afraid of um, falling or if you're afraid of... Whatever whatever your fear is, or if you're afraid of you know, embarking on a career as an actor or asking someone out that you really like, or whatever the case may be, take that leap rather than holding yourself back. Because when you hold yourself back, you always feel like you've wanted to do that thing. So you might as well have just done it. And then you'd be surprised how good you feel when you're actually you know cross that bridge and go wow that really scared the crap out of me but <laughs> yeah. i had a good time yeah. you know giving it a crack
0: I, I guess the the pride you feel in yourself is just it's it's an indescribable feeling it's a sense of accomplishment this the sense of i guess being fearless and being unbreakable do you find that those i'm sure you have euphoric moments when you climb does that kind of put perspective to your life, that, you'd, that you're that you doing the right thing? Do you have those kind of moments out in nature? Or?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, climbing, you know, there's so many times uh, when you'll try a climb that's a little bit above your grade or something that you, you've kind of put off trying for some time. And you just have that moment of completing the route or making it, you know, past a specific section that you you mentally had a block against and you just feel so happy with yourself for for giving it a crack and not you know standing at the bottom of the cliff and going "Ah, I'm not going to do it today I'll do it another day Mm. to to go up there and push through it and get to the top and you're just like ah yes I've you know it's almost like you reach another level mentally Mm. physically you know that The strength in that comes the more you climb or the more you train, but the mental side of it, which I think is, you know, very relevant to anything that you do in life, the mental side is so much more difficult to overcome, so when you do overcome it, it's the best feeling ever.
0: Kai? Thank you so much for joining me on Checker Pulse. Do you have any final words for someone that might be thinking about getting into acting or an artistic career that, you know, against society's wishes is considered not right?
1: <laughs> I would say just go for it and, you know, when you're first on set, just watch as much as you can and, and be in someone's eyeline so that they see you watching Because I found when I was in somebody's eyeline and they could see that you're paying attention and you're watching, when they turn around and they need someone, the first person they're going to grab is you because they know you've been paying attention. So watch and show up early and be a nice person and I don't think you'll have any problems.
0: Good advice for life.
1: Yeah, yeah, good advice for life.
0: Thank you so much. No worries, thank you. Alright guys, until next time, just check in, check your pulse. Bye!